You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right. gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford and this is GGR Pirate Radio. Tonight we are at the diner. In fact, it's a digital diner, which again, I mean, that just sounds like like a techno band or something like that. Like just, <laughs> just dope, sick beats just everywhere. Um, we're at the diner, quarantine edition. We're going to be talking about food tonight. We're going to be talking about some of the uh, food adventures we've had uh, while in quarantine, whether it's cooking, whether it's trying some different... Uh, takeout options now that that's oftentimes the only thing you can do as far as eating outside of your own home. But joining me for this evening's podcast, we have in the co-host seat, you know him, you love him. We did a mashup of his nickname last night on Twitter. I'll give uh, props to our uh, our GGR mascot, Ripley the Robot, who came up with uh, Mitochondria Cheezer. Uh, that's MC Brooks. That's, that doesn't sound appetizing at all. No, no not even a little bit. <laughs> No, but I also did come up with uh, Mercantile Clerk Brooks was was, was a pretty good one <laughs> that I came up with. He works at the Five and Dime. He's Mercantile Clerk Brooks. <laughs> We've also got... My next Twitter name. <laughs> yes. We've also got joining us from um, Parts Unknown. Well, actually, it's probably somewhere in like Falls Church, Virginia. Um, he's funny he's smart he's talented he's a great artist and his name is james rambo you're so sweet mike i try our special guest this evening filling in for the up to his neck and cookies steve monick um because apparently we can't have a fill-in host unless they're from the same region of uh the country uh also from the pittsburgh area um you know him you love him new to the ggr pirate radio family but we love him all the same his name is ross brown Hey guys, the opaque senator is here. I'm trying to think of other things for a. Uh, I was trying to think of other things there for uh, MC. I have to. I have to come up with some good ones. I was yeah. gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with. Uh, we're gonna go with uh, Maverick um, Canterbury. There we go, Maverick Canterbury. Ooh, I like it. It's like poetic. It's like, I like it's it. like old. It's like old west meets like you know like stuffy British like drama. I like it. Mm-hmm. Majestic Commando. Majestic Ooh. Commando. Boom. There it is. That's me after dark. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> what does the MC stand for, little baby? <laughs> Majestic command All of a sudden, he's got like. All of a sudden, he's got like Lou Rawls playing in the background. <laughs> No, I need some like Sade, some like Steve Operator. All, all, all the lights. No, no I, I have to just go go behind my drum set and start playing the Pornhub theme. <laughs> oh God, what does it say about me that I know exactly what theme he's talking about? Uh, <laughs> my brain went to Seinfeld for some reason. <laughs> I just slotted that intro in. <laughs> I just that. I think that, that needs to happen, but like it would just kill the mood in any porno, wouldn't it? Like, you hear that? You're just like, what? What just happened? Oh, where are all these people fucking? In the middle of the theme, too, he has to break out because I, I know he's a Sonic fan. He has to pull the Knuckles the Echidna theme out there from Sonic. <laughs> they go back into it. Here I come, rougher than the rest of them, the best yeah. of them, rougher than leather. You can call me Knuckles. Unlike Sonic, I don't chuckle. I'd rather flex my muscles. I'm actually surprised I remember that. <laughs> I am not in any way surprised. Yeah, neither am I. I wasn't even a little surprised. I have was... not I have not thought about that song in, oh, my God, so long. I think you had that, like, tattooed oh, yeah. on your forearm or something like that. Well, I do have a whole playlist with, like, all of those themes in it, so. Think of all the information you don't know that is taken up in your head by song lyrics for songs you haven't heard in over a decade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it disgusts me when um, Jump Around by House of Pain comes on and I know every <laughs> fucking word of that song. First of all. And that hasn't been culturally relevant for, what, like 25 years? But I still know all the words. House of Pain in my presence. <laughs> Unless you go to a wedding and then everybody's well, jumping around and singing it. So, I mean, that's... There's some there's some time in there or something for it. Yeah, I you know. I just downloaded a reggae remix of, of Jump Around. Because <laughs> why not? You know, like <laughs> it exists. Actually, there's, probably, a, there's a version of it that would probably work. Anywho, let's talk about our thing we were going to talk about. Let's do that. Let's stay on <laughs> on topic. So when quarantine first started, so we're talking like March, April, like a lot of people like really started flexing their culinary muscles. Like you saw, like, I don't like everybody was making bread for some reason. Like I'm going to make a loaf of bread. Okay. Or you could go buy some. That's cool too. But like everybody wanted to make bread. Hey, and, and more power to them, right? You got free time. You got the ingredients, you know, who, who doesn't want to make a fucking loaf of bread? I, we've tried that once, but like the things that we've really been doing is we've been trying new recipes and like, We've been trying new restaurants. We've been trying different things. Um, that's been kind of the fun of trying to find some joy in being stuck at home and not really being able to go out to the restaurants that you normally enjoy. But, like, I wanted to kind of go roundtable here, guys, with you and see, like, the different things that you guys have been doing. Like, have you been cooking? Have you been going out to different restaurants or ordering in? Um, like, just getting it from the window and sitting on the curb and eating it like a weirdo? Like, I mean, since we can't go inside and eat in restaurants anymore, like – how have things changed and like what kind of wins have you guys pulled from this? We'll start with uh, with Russ, who is uh, physically the furthest away and maybe a little bit. Things are a little bit different there in the uh, Pittsburgh area. Uh, are you are you big on cooking yourself, Russ, or are you uh, kind of a takeout person? I am absolutely and I always have been a takeout person. Um, so growing up, even that was kind of a thing. So my mom. 
my, my mom and dad worked a lot of hours growing up. So, uh, my mom used to get like 45 minutes of sleep a night. She had a overnight job. She worked at the post office and she had her own uh, small business. So wow. we, we ate a lot of takeout and, <laughs> and a lot of very quick meals and that kind of stuff. So that has continued into my adult life because I also work all kinds of crazy hours between my uh, two jobs. Although I really haven't done much Uber for fear of my life. Uh, <laughs> fear of, I don't know how to not get COVID when having people in the car. So I, I haven't done Uber since before the pandemic has started. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of more, a uh, lot more takeout. I, I will say this: this has been the interesting thing for me as we, we were, I was thinking about this topic. I've, I've eaten a lot of fast food, a lot more of that lately. But um, when the pandemic really first started in March and April, which I mean, first off, it feels like three years ago. That, that was, right. I feel like we've been in the pandemic right. now for more than just a few months at this point. I felt like March and April were some of the longest months of my life. But um, what I did was uh, did a lot more you know because i couldn't work out in the ways that i traditionally have because i work for the ymca so i used to do stuff there and go you know i salsa dance i do a lot of stuff and all of it was shut down so i went back to like walking and running around my neighborhood well i really hadn't done a whole lot of that since i moved into the baldwin area which is a little south of pittsburgh and i never realized that a there's a a, a small bakery two blocks from my apartment uh that i have I, I put on my COVID-19 that way. Uh, <laughs> um, there was a couple pizza shops uh, that I around here that I had spent some, I had again never ordered really from before until again COVID had hit and I was like looking and I'd run past like oh I didn't know there was a pizza company near me. Okay, well, I guess I'll order from there next time. Oh, there's a there's a there's another place right by me here. What's this? What's this? Oh, they got like two dozen wings for like twelve bucks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So I found a lot of these like places that are literally two, three blocks away from where I live and uh, started ordering from there just more regularly. I will say the one the one meal that I did, again, I, I hardly call it making, but I, I started pan frying uh, crab cakes. Fuck Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I love crab cakes. Uh, I'm I'm more probably more so than Vince Vaughn in any any movie he's in because he I think Vince Vaughn mentions crab cakes in every movie he's in. I'm <laughs> I might need a, a fact check on that, but I'm pretty sure that's that's true. Uh, but I I love crab cakes, so I did like uh I would pan fry them and uh, just throw like mac and cheese and like a vegetable or something with it, and that's been a pretty good and fairly quick meal uh, to make uh, on the fly. Yeah, and I I definitely um. You went to uh, Ocean City recently on vacation, and yes, yes. Um, being a kid who grew up on the Delmarva Peninsula, as soon as you mentioned that you went to Phillips for crab cakes, I scoffed at you so hard, <laughs> and I feel I feel bad because I was such an elitist prick about it. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> you went to you went to Phillips? <laughs> oh, beneath me, like I felt like such a dick, <laughs> not realizing that like, hey, I grew up in that area, so of course I'm gonna know that there's like some local dude who makes them on like his back porch after like getting getting the crabs right out of the bay, like, and, and they're gonna be amazing. Amazing. Of course, I know stuff like that, but like I've, it made me, it made me realize that I do have some elitist in me every now and then when it comes to certain things, and it's seafood that makes me elitist. Where there are no health regulations to be found. Hey, you know what? <laughs> if you get listeria, that's on you. Okay. I remember, um, uh, fuck, Anthony Bourdain, Anthony Bourdain talking about. Um, we're being interviewed and, and someone asked him about, you know, don't you, do you ever get sick when you, when you eat certain places? He's like, yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you, you go to, you go to like the, the, the best food you ever have is going to be either in the highest echelon, like three, three Michelin star restaurants or 
the exact opposite, like dirtiest, grungiest, most disgusting kitchen um, that's been doing it for 60 years. And yeah, sometimes you get sick and I'll go there again. <laughs> it was the best sick of my life. It's the price you pay, man. I was like, fair enough, brother. At least you know what's up. Yeah, exactly. So that's perfect segue here. James Rambo, what what have your culinary adventures been like uh, during quarantine? Oh, man, I've gone the exact opposite of Russ. I, I usually, um, I've always liked to cook and I've always been pretty good at it. Um, my dad did all, did all the cooking for the most part at, uh, at when we were growing up. Um, and I learned a lot of stuff from him. Uh, I actually still have a, uh, a cast iron pan that he got from his mom and he gave, and I, I, when he passed away, I, I took from the house. Um, but yeah, I am also my, you know, my, my instinct is to say I'm lazy. I lack motivation very often. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to trying to retrain that brain there. Um, so when I was you know working full time, I would come home and just be tired and not feel up to making anything. So usually be like, you know, or, or and, and same deal with going to work. It'd be like McDonald's on the way in and like Taco Bell or Pizza Hut or something when I was coming home. Um, and I have a lot more time on my hands right now. Um, so I have been really throwing myself into cooking a lot more than I have been in the, in the past. I mean, hell just tonight, I, uh, I reverse seared some New York strip steaks and roasted some sweet potatoes and then, uh, sauteed some, some broccoli. Who the um, fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, it's just one of those things I, I started, you know, I would say like, Aside from the laptop I had to buy, the most money I've spent on any one kind of thing over the last couple of months has been cooking stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, as far as the, the, the stakes are concerned, always, always, always check the ass end of your uh, meat department because they usually have a little section where it's like all this stuff is going to go bad in like a day or two, buy it for like 30% off. Um, like the Safeway by me, I picked up those, those strip steaks. They were supposed to be 30 bucks and they were half off. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, exactly. So uh, go, to, go, to, go to the ribeye end of that department. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, like that's what's great about it is, is I mean, then, you know, the catch of it is you never know quite what's going to be there. Um, but if you're, you know, if you, if you go pretty regularly and, and keep an eye out, you can find some good stuff for, for very cheap. Um, you just got to be on the ball in terms of cooking it. Um, like I, I made the mistake of picking up a London broil and then letting it sit for like a day or two longer than I should have. Um, and I'm looking at it and I was like, well, it might be just oxidized. And I opened it up and smelled it and gagged. And I was like, nope, it's garbage. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yep, time so, to throw that away. So let me ask you this. Cause it, here, here's one of the big reasons why I struggle. I have struggled in the past with cooking is okay. I feel like you'll, I, like I'll read a recipe, you know, and I'll try to mix even something like simple things. And like, I feel like there's always vital information missing from said recipe or like, it'll say, Hey, boil this for six minutes. And then I'll do that. And it'll like be overdone. And then other times I'll do the, Hey, boil this for seven minutes and I'll do that. And it hasn't even started to like, you know, get better yet. I'm like, what? I feel like no matter what I've done, I feel like there's, do you feel like, I guess my question I'm getting to is, 
Do you feel like people take instructions for cooking for granted? Because I, <laughs> I think no, that's that's a very that's a really good question, and I think that um, that is a hangup a lot of people have. Um, and and by that I mean not just people who read recipes, but people who write recipes. You're assuming that whoever, if you're if you're writing it, you're assuming that whoever is reading it understands exactly what you're writing out. Um, and put it this way, if it, the, the, the words chop, dice, and mince do not mean the same thing. Um, on the on the broadest spectrum, they are taking one, uh, they're taking a single object and making them into many smaller objects. But aside from that, that's it. That, that, those are the differences. Um, and even within that, you can say like a rough chop or a fine chop. Uh, and like, and those are going to mean different things. So like, I actually, um, just wrote out a recipe for uh, casserole I made the other night, um, which was a hundred percent. Like I had, what was it? I was listening to a podcast and they started talking about, uh, the, the subject, um, was, um, this woman's particular fascination with, she, she's a, a first generation Chinese immigrant. And so she has this fascination with, american like specifically american culture foods so a lot of like casseroles and like hamburgers and and that kind of stuff um so for her like chicken salad was like this fancy delicacy that she'd never encountered before when she got to college this exotic thing you know? yeah that's exactly the word i was looking for um so she was talking about tater tot casseroles and i was like fuck I have like half a bag of tater tots in the freezer. I need to do something with those. And then I just started thinking about like different, you know, disparate pieces of things. I was like, okay, well, cheese sauce is pretty easy to make. I could roast or uh, saute some, uh, brown some, some hamburger and cut these things up and then mix this. And, the... and so the actual making of the thing was pretty simple, right? Um, but it took me, I'd say about three and a half hours to write the recipe out. Because wow. when you start to – part of it being ex addressing exactly what you're talking about, I want it to be clear what ex what you were supposed to do in the exact order and the exact moment you were supposed to do it. So, you know, I could have said, you know, in the like in the ingredients list, I could have said like, you know, one onion chopped. Well, if you don't know what that means, that can be intimidating. Um <laughs> And this is supposed to be accessible and supposed to be fun and supposed to be enjoyable. Um, I think that we live in a golden age of information, right? You know, the 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 access to expert level uh, uh, techniques um, for little to nothing is unprecedented, right? True. So my advice would be. Um, Find find a kind of food you like. Look up not just recipes, but look up specifics of behind like the actual making of the thing. Like, okay. sorry, the go ahead. I, no. The the only reason I say hang on is because I have a Hulu show for you to watch. Ooh. <laughs> it is called Cheap Meals, I think. Hang on, let me look them up. Hang on, what is Frankie's? Oh, thank you, my my wife with the assist there. Um, <laughs> struggle, struggle meals is what it's called. Oh yeah. And struggle meals is a a well awarded chef. His name is Frankie. I cannot remember Frankie's last name. I got to look it up right now. Sandy, Frankie. what's Frankie's last name? 
Yeah, I know. Sandy, what's Frankie's last name? It's like Frankie Serenza, I think. I'm looking him up right now. Hang on. Cool. Salenza, C-E-L-E-N-Z-A. Frankie Salenza has won like multiple Emmy Awards for his cooking shows. But Struggle Meals is literally like, hey, let's open up that drawer that we all have in our house full of like random packets of sauces and shit. And I'm going to show you how to make a meal that's going to blow your goddamn mind. And he does. And it's all easy stuff, too. And like on a budget, too, on a shoestring budget. Struggle Meals right there on Hulu. Check him out. I'm giving him free publicity. That's how much I like this guy. Like. Russ, if I was if I needed to learn how to cook, that's where I would do it. But I learned how to cook by um, being a latchkey kid when I was a kid. So like it was it was like, well, I want to make pizza. Well, how do you do that? I don't know. Let's figure it out. And I would I would do that, and then my my mom would get home from work and get so pissed at me. She's like, she's like, you had there's like a three hour gap between when you get off of school and I get home from work, and you managed to ruin the kitchen in that three hours. Uh, yeah, sorry. Like, it's, it's Actually, a lot of, mom, a lot it of trial and error. Ten minutes. It just took you three hours to get home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, this has been fucked up for hours. Uh. I was just downstairs playing video games. I mean, whatever. Um, like, you know, what I mentioned with regard to what I made tonight, right? It sounds that was delicious, by the way. It, oh, it came out, it came out pretty well. I, I accidentally overcooked the steaks a little bit, but it was a really nice cut of meat, so it wasn't, it still wasn't bad. Um, it sounds way more intimidating than it actually was. The actual work put into doing all these things: roasted sweet potatoes, peel a sweet potato cut it into rounds. So you basically cut it uh, um, not along the length, but along the width. Cut those into one-inch cubes. So it's like, you know, on, on the widest parts, you're cutting into, into nine pieces. Um, you then take some olive oil, some salt and pepper. You mix all those things together uh, with the sweet potatoes. You put them on a pan. You put them in the oven at 425 for 15 minutes. Take them out, shake them around so, so they, they cook more evenly. Put them back in for another 15 minutes. Hmm. repeat as necessary. So that's your roasted sweet potatoes, right? Okay. Um, the broccoli was frozen broccoli that I rinsed uh, under a faucet to get some of the frost off. Um, I don't like big, th- I don't like big chunks of under seasoned things. So I like when I make hamburger, uh, like uh, ground beef specifically, I will be sure to cut it up really finely in the pan as I'm cooking it. Um ah. Similar thing with regard to broccoli. Um, I don't want a big chunk of like seasoning on the outside, but it, it's just a big ass piece of broccoli. So I like a smaller piece. So I was like kind of hand cutting those pieces up. You don't have to do that. Um, He's just extra is what he's saying. Yeah, ex- yeah exactly. I, yeah, yeah. I, I went the extra mile for that for my own personal taste. Um, but the sauteing of the broccoli, literally uh, uh, similar to what you what I did with the, the sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. It was oil, salt, pepper, and a little bit of garlic. Toss that in a bowl for a little bit. Throw that in a hot pan. Give it two or three minutes on 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 one uh, one side. Stir it up. Two or three more minutes. Stir it up. Two or three more minutes. The I don't do a lot of baking because baking is fucking chemistry. Baking <laughs> is science. It's 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 the exact reason why my wife is a good baker. Um, and I'm not because she's precise like she's like everything's planned out like she's the one who plans our vacations and plans like you know our lives and like (laughs) i'm just there i'm just along for the ride um 
but like she's a really good baker because she's very precise. I'm a decent cook because I'm it's like freeform jazz. I'm just like, yeah, let's throw some garlic in there. <laughs> what the fuck? Let's see what happens. Like, yeah, 100%. But, yeah, but I can and I, I was ta- I was talking to my dad. My dad was the same way. I'm great when it comes to like making shit up on the fly. We don't have anything to eat. It's just a bunch of leftovers. Like that's how I was taught how to cook is just like use what you got and figure it out. So like I could probably do really, really well on a show like Chopped. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I, um, I will say that that was probably one of the best uh, described meals that anyone's ever given me at least so like oh, yeah. <laughs> by, by the way for the both of you i was like oh that's that's uh, i can I, I actually understand you even said like you cut it along the width and you cut it like this 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 yeah. much i'm like see this is what i need <laughs> here we go <laughs> that's exactly what dumb guy russ needs we're like. gonna change the podcast to here's how we make russ an adult <laughs> uh, honestly hey now, another hey show i'd recommend you, um i fucking love good eats yes alton brown is one of the like like of the of the the people in my life that have really helped me with cooking. Alton Brown, I'd say, is probably number two to my father. He was Ooh. almost a guest on this podcast. Fuck you! What? I'm not even kidding. <laughs> so, like, I reached out to him one time. Like, I figured, you know, you know how the kids say, you know, I shot, I, I, I shot my shot. I was like, let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. And I reached out to his publicist. And I was like, hey, you know, I do a, you know, an independent podcast. I'm a huge fan. I've been a fan of Elton Brown since I was a kid. I was wondering if there's any way we could get him on the podcast. Hey, Mike, thank you so much for reaching out. Elton loves doing stuff like this. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm like <laughs> losing my mind. And he's like, let me check with him and see what his availability is like. I was like, oh, you got to be shitting me. And then like an hour later, he's like, oh, no, Elton's really busy because he's filming this and this and this and this. And I'm like, son of a bitch. But like. I had that like glimmer of hope for like ten seconds, and like, oh man. Hey man, yeah. and you know what? You know what? Also doesn't hurt. Give it a couple months. Check back. Hey, yeah. I know he was busy. Yeah. Wanted to reach out and see if this was uh, still something we could do. Actually, especially during quarantine, he's probably oh, yeah. this might be actually a really good time to reach out to him. Yeah. Because people that's true. thought people were getting relocked down and all kinds of stuff like that. This might be a really good time. Let me let me ask. I want to get MC in on this because uh, I have a couple of questions for him specifically about this because I know that being a vegetarian is not always easy in general because like you go out to restaurants with your friends and like you got to be real. Sometimes all you're getting is like cheese pizza and French fries. Those are your only options. Has that been more difficult for you or has it given you some flexibility in quarantine where it's like, well, I can really start toying around with different recipes and different ideas and trying different restaurants that kind of cater to uh, the diet that I have? Uh, well, it's it's mainly the latter. Uh, can I say, too, I've been talking the last like five minutes without realizing that my mic was on. The oh, mic. no. <laughs> So I was like, oh, I was like, oh yeah, blah blah blah. You know, you can also use YouTube and then and, and, like just just like right before Mike said he was coming to me, I was like, ah oh, shit, my mic's been. You, my mic's been you thought we were? You thought we were? Just, I like, was like, man, he's like, freezing you out. He's like, quiet. I I feel like I'm talking over him. Yeah, like <laughs> I felt I felt really yeah yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, now the floor is yours, Mr. Brooks. So uh, what was the question again? Because yeah, you had to get that out. <laughs> Okay, so you're you're the the sole vegetarian uh, on the podcast, and I wanted to know, like, with it with you being in quarantine, has it been easier for you or has it been harder for you? Because oftentimes, like, you know, non quarantine, you go out with friends and stuff like that. Sometimes you're real limited, where it's like, oh, well, we're all going to this place, and all I can have is cheese pizza and French fries. Like, 
have you have you been able to like experiment more with cooking new recipes? Have you been able to like find new restaurants that have more options for you? Anything like that? Oh yeah, a hundred ten percent. I mean, uh, like I, I had before the before quarantine, I'd always I'd already been kind of good about eating out in general, just because I was trying to do a better job of saving money. And, you know, I had to kind of look at where I was spending most of my money. And it was like, oh, yeah, you know, I was ordering food here and I was ordering food there and so on and so forth. So I was, I was already kind of weaning myself off of eating out a ton uh, because uh, uh, for that reason. But since I've been home, it's really been a mix of it's, it's been a mix of things because with places now, you know, joining like DoorDash and Uber Eats and all of that, like. I've got I've been able to I've been able to experiment with with many more places than uh, than I probably would have beforehand because some of these places are, are some of these restaurants are located in places that I don't go to very often. So I wouldn't even have known that they that they uh, that they even existed. But by the same token, I've had a like a food Pinterest board for like three years now nice. and I've always added stuff on there and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try to make something. And then I don't. <laughs> So, uh, like, the great thing since being home, and I, and I can use this as an example, is I love Indian food, right? Big Indian food fan. Not a lot of Indian places around where around where I live. So, like, I, I don't really get to, I never really get, got to have it very often unless I was venturing out into D.C. Uh, I was really fortunate that, one, uh, there, there, there's a restaurant that did open near me that joined Uber Eats, so I've been, I've, I've been able to try it. But before I was able to try it, I, I was, you know, I'm a, I really love chickpeas. They're one of, one of my favorite things to eat just in general. And so, like, whenever I would go to Indian places, I would, I would, I would always be curious um, how to make something like a chola masala, for example, uh, which is a really great like chickpea curry dish, and. Uh, in quarantine, I've I've kind of perfected my own version of it. So now I don't feel like I need to order out, or I don't feel like I like. It's like a thing I need to go out of my way to have, which has been awesome. And so I've been able to kind of check that off my Pinterest board. And nice. And I mean, like, on some level, I know Rambo doesn't like to use the word, so I use it. I've been really lazy over the course <laughs> of quarantine. So I've been yeah I have been eating out like way more often lately than yeah. than uh before than before, but you know it, it's it's been about a half and half for me like I've been able to experiment and try to expand expand the the things that I'm able to make and also try and but also been able to try new things as more places have joined like the uh, the services. Yeah, one of the things that um. We talked about it last week where we were talking about like new t-shirt ideas for, for GGR. We do have one up right now where it's a picture. I can't say exactly what wizard wizard it is because, you know, copyright and stuff. But um, he's a famous wizard, and he has a moment where he tells somebody, you shall not pass. But no, that doesn't work when it comes to the geek community. No gatekeeping. We're not a big fan of that. You can pick up your own no gatekeeping t-shirt on the GGR Teespring site. You just go to Teespring, look up Great Geek Refuge. It's right there. We also have another one, too, because uh, Mr. Rambo's been working on the design. And it looks really, really good so far. We just haven't released it yet. But um, the Hold Your Peace while you hold your peace. One, that's going to be really, really fun. But the reason I bring this up is is one of the things that I want um, to kind of like pat both you, MC, and you, Rambo, on the back for is... Um, and it's something I'm going to turn into a T-shirt. There's no shame in quarantine. 
you're not allowed to be, you, no one can shame you. They're not allowed to. Unless it's like, you know, you're being like a racist dick or something like that. Yeah, but fuck like, you. Yeah, well, that's different, yeah. But like, I'm talking about like your, your eating habits. I'm talking about like, oh, well, you know, I always said if I had enough time, I would write, you know, this great novel. Like, if you haven't, it's like, so the fuck what, man? There's no shame in quarantine. People are like, oh, I really like the new Taylor Swift album. Great. Who gives a fuck what anybody has to say? There's no shame in quarantine. That's coming up next. That's going to be our next T-shirt. Um, I say that because some of the things that I've done food-wise in quarantine, like, we have gotten so fucking creative. And, like, I mentioned it before. Sandy is an awesome baker. She has made, a like, a professional-grade key lime pie from scratch mm. that, like, holy shit. It's so good. Dude, that's not, that is seriously, like... That's my my favorites right there of all time. Oh. Well, Russ, you come down to Virginia to visit, but I'll, I'll I'll see if I can talk her into making a key lime pie. So, <laughs> um, yeah, she she's just like she's done that. She's found these like copycat recipes for like the different cookies that they make at the different resorts in Disney World, and they've all just been like slap your mama in the face delicious. And like, of course, you know, there's been my COVID nineteen right there <laughs> is just eating all these delicious cookies and pies and stuff. But like. We've tried different recipes. We made our own bread. Um, again, because we're Disney fanatics, I, I did a copycat recipe from one of their – they have this big festival every year called Food and Wine Fest, which is like – if you know a bunch of drunks, um, they've probably all gone there because it's a chance to go to Disney World and get drunk at the same time. Um, but they also have amazing food, like professional-level quality food, that kind of stuff. And there was something I had at the Hawaii booth. It was – spam hash it was spam and potatoes and peppers and teriyaki sauce and it was fucking amazing but spam is like the grossest shit on the face of the planet like disagree you literally <laughs> dude i ate it i love spam it's delicious i'm saying like when you spam. open it out of the can and it looks like dog food it smells like dog food it like actually plops on the plate when it comes out <laughs> like that, that's some nasty shit okay but like it's it's delicious and if you fry it like crispy it's it's even even better oh my god it's so good like fried but like that was like my my shining achievement was that but i've also like my ramen game dude i have stepped my ramen game up it used to just be like ramen water seasoning packet maybe throwing some some frozen vegetables if i'm feeling fancy but like i've been like I've been sauteing peppers and onions and garlic and, and carrots first in the pan with a little tiny bit of oil. And then as soon as those are ready, pouring water right over top of it, putting the soup in there and like doing it like that, like cracking an egg and doing a, um, a, um, not soft boiled. What's the word I'm looking for? Poached, doing a poached egg in the ramen too. Uh, like, yes. Yeah. Ooh. I have, I have taken my ramen game to a whole nother level and like, Part of me is like, yeah, wow, this is great. I'm, you know, I'm doing some great things with food. But then I step on the scale and I'm like, fuck, I'm gaining weight. <laughs> Actually, has has let me ask this question of all three, of of all all of us here. Have we all gained weight in quarantine? Has anyone actually gone the other way here? I was, I was like, I, how how fast? I was lying to myself. I lied to myself and said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna start working out more. <laughs> nope, not even kind of. Um. In general, I'm eating better, but I'm doing nothing. Uh, so yeah. 
thing. I am. I'm. I'm sure I've put on some some weight. Yeah, <laughs> I, I take it a step further. I I know I have, and I just recently bought a treadmill. Nice. To, to kind of offset, like that's gonna be my motivation. So I have no excuse. Like I can't use the. It feels like 150 degrees outside, so I'm not going to walk today as an excuse. Because now I have a giant $500 machine. Right outside my bedroom. You can hang your clothes off it. It'll be perfect. Exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> that's what ours became. Yeah. I um the problem that I ran into is like this is now um I'm I'm now working on my my second ailment that has um put me in a position where I don't want to do any physical activity. Uh, um when we first started quarantine, this is like April. I had a really 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 nasty sinus infection that like mm. was giving me migraines. Like it was it was miserable. Like I was it was it was fucking awful. Um, I remember we talked about this. I gave yeah. you my home. I, that was the remedy I, I, I gave you. Did you did you end up doing the neti the pot? Neti by pot the way? I did, and that shit is disgusting. By the way, isn't it, <laughs> isn't it the most helpful thing ever? <laughs> it, it, I mean, I did feel better a few days after it. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, I think it was a combination of that and like the antibiotics. But like, at any point, I have I don't know exactly what it is because my dentist. And let me just state this up front: I love my dentist. He's awesome. I have a borderline phobia of going to dentists from being a kid and being tortured with all sorts of nasty, like, devices because I had to have braces and shit. So, like, I didn't really want to go to the dentist ever again. And as an adult, I was like, wait, I can tell people I don't want to go. Great. I don't have to. And I went, like, 15 years without going. And then I busted a tooth and I had to go. And when I went, he was really awesome. He's like, technology has really increased. Everything's cool. Like, it's like Star Trek. Check it out. And I'm like, dude, that is pretty cool. And, like, he's just a great dude. I went because I've been having a really, really, really bad toothache, but I didn't know if it was in conjunction with another sinus infection. As weird as it sounds, sinus infections can literally make your teeth hurt. It's true. And um, I went and he looked and he did an x-ray and he's like, well, it could be this one tooth or it could be this other tooth. And I'm like, you're fucking killing me here, doc. Which one is it? He's like, "Eh, I don't know. Let me give you a, a referral to another doctor who could potentially do a root canal. And I'm like, fuck that no i do not want to do a root canal and like he gave me some antibiotics and fingers crossed hopefully that works but like that has made me not want to do shit like i for a while there like jacks and i were going out and hiking and like going to the pool and doing all this exercise and now i just want to lay on the couch but luckily because my teeth hurt i don't want to eat anything so maybe it'll all balance out in the end break break even yeah exactly (laughs) So we, we've all like kind of experimented a little bit culinarily with, um, with, with quarantine. What's been like the biggest win for you? Like what's the thing that you've had, like either that you made yourself or that you ordered out from somewhere that was just like, oh my God, this was amazing. If you guys need a starting point, I can give you one. Yeah, Mike, start off. Okay. So for Father's Day, um, one of the local crab places was doing a – dozen like you can get like two dozen three dozen whatever crabs and we did that for sandy's folks uh her dad came down uh and to celebrate father's day we got crabs and oh my god they were so delicious and like that was one of those things i thought because of quarantine we just weren't going to be able to get them like it just wasn't going to happen and like i as i mentioned before i just absolutely love seafood and like that's just one of those things and like it also made me realize too growing up in this area that like the ability to take a crab and open it up and pick the meat out of it is a, is a very like mid Atlantic, like Virginia, Maryland, DC, Delaware thing. A lot of people have no idea how to do it. And they look at you like you're crazy when you're doing it. They're like, how, what? 
how did you just do that? And you're like, how are you dissecting this animal? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that was, that was like, that was one of the big wins. Um, we also for mother's day, uh, there's a place down here called Metro diner. Um, we got a really, really, really good spread for mother's day, um, for Sandy. And that was, that was pretty enjoyable. But, um, yeah, we were on our way back from Woodbridge going to see my, my folks and they have a, uh, like a pollo a la brasa place or like Peruvian chicken and, uh, called, um, El Guapo's and we went there and, oh, I could, I should have ordered like six chickens just to take home with me because that, that Peruvian chicken is so damn good. But yeah, those are some of the things that have been like my like favorites that we've, we've had while, while, while in quarantine and then like, uh. Spam hash. That that's another one. Um, God, we love we love making waffles now. Cause like, let me tell you, uh, once you get a waffle iron, making pancakes is a pain in the ass. So like, <laughs> you never want to make pancakes again because waffles are just so easy. It's just like, well, once I'm done, I can just wipe this thing down and that's it. I don't have to worry about it. So fucking beeps at me and let me know they're done. <laughs> that's <laughs> a great like that is an amazing idea. I need to do that. <laughs> I need to get a waffle iron, dude. Not only that, if you like hash browns, just shred some potatoes or buy some shredded potatoes and then throw them in the waffle iron and do them as potato waffles. Yep. Holy crap, so good. Yep. I'm I'm I have to do all of these things. This is this is gonna happen. <laughs> Honestly, Russ, like not to not to break subject too much. Um, if I was gonna give any advice for cooking, it would really be not just learn. Don't just learn necessarily how to cook one thing. Learn why doing certain things creates certain uh, uh, results. If you can learn the background and the reason for why, like, the reason you sear a steak, um, uh, uh, the reason high heat, like, the reason you would, uh, uh, you wouldn't want to put something, like, you wouldn't want to put a fried thing inside, uh, like a, a, like a paper bag, um, like, what ends up, you know, causing these reactions, that has been the most helpful thing for me. When you know that doing A leads to B, you can apply that across the board to multiple things. All right. Like almost the chemistry of it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it, it really depends on like your learning style too. Cause like yeah. for, for me, I, I need to be able to be creative. That's just, it's part of who I am. And like for me, like the, the best results I've gotten cooking have been when I've just been like fucking around and it's just like, well, let's try this. Well, <laughs> that shit didn't work. Let's not do that ever again. <laughs> um, but like, the other thing that really helped me was something that Rambo brought up on an episode. Um, I'm trying to remember what the four are. Is it fat, salt, uh, acid. salt, acid, fat? Um, God damn it! Hold on. Uh, salt, fat, acid, heat. Mastering the elements of good cooking. It's a book it by uh, Samin Nosrat. Yes. Hmm. And it's been, yeah, because like it, it tells you like, hey, if you if you're cooking something, and you're missing something. This is maybe what you need. And like, I we watch so many cooking shows in this house. Like, there's one, um, it's on, it's a PBS show uh, called uh, Cooks Cooks Country. And like, let me let me pull it up here real quick. Cooks Country. I am putting it, putting a link to her website in the chat. Cooks Country is just like. It's like five or six different chefs, but they like experiment with shit and like they have a test kitchen. It's called America's Test Kitchen. 
And what they do is, is they test all of their ideas and then they're like, hey, here's what we came up with, which is the best way to make this pork tenderloin roast. And you're just like, OK, let me watch this. And then you watch it. You're like, holy shit, I got to try that. Like, um, I didn't realize that that there was such a vile hatred in the Rambo household for cucumbers. Um, it was just the <laughs> volume of them, man. I, I swear we got fucking cursed with cukes. It was like I, I, I signed up for this CSA. Yeah. And. Both shipments that we had gotten so far gave me gave us cucumbers. Katie was going to to see a coworker of hers because they had a bunch of excess vegetables. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to pick some up." And I go, "Don't get cucumbers." She goes, "I know, I'm not going to get cucumbers." Comes back, and not only did she get cucumbers, it was like ninety percent of what she brought home <laughs> because that is what apparently like apparently cucumbers are like the easiest fucking thing in the world to grow. They are. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I actually, I actually don't like cucumbers. I'm not a I fan. I don't mind. That's the thing. I don't even mind them. There was just so goddamn many of them. That's. I will say that's that's kind of how I am with that. Like I don't mind them, but I'm never like I'm really craving like having yeah, cucumbers need, right need, now or having some. a salad. Nobody or... ever says like you know what I want to take a big old bite out of a cucumber. Cucumber. Yeah, like yeah. Um, yeah. The only I, reason I, I say I, that yeah, is on on cook's country there was a uh, a recipe called smashed cucumbers it's a it's a chinese dish it's a szechuan dish mm. um and what it is is you basically you salt the cucumbers after slicing them up you put them in a bag and then you smash the shit out of them and like it sucks it leaches out a lot of the water because you have the salt there and then you basically make this like spicy dressing to put on top of it and i'm like fuck that might actually make a cucumber edible <laughs> <laughs> i mean and then like that's yeah the Cucumbers, they're, they they are like naturally kind of refreshing and, you know, and there's a nice crunch to them, but that's it. You know, they're, they're, they're fine. Um, and if I had a salad, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cucumbers. Oh, delightful. Um, but yeah, because you have like balsamic vinaigrette on top of it. Like, yes. it's just, yeah, I ended up with like almost, I'd say like seven or eight solid fucking cucumbers and i that's after i'd already made pickles which are still in the fridge and i'm like fucking I, yeah. what am i supposed to do all this shit <laughs> yeah. and then you fuckers were just we're like hey who wants some everybody's like why don't you try making this with them motherfucker no i don't want recipes i, I even, want volunteers i even said if you wanted to send them down here i would gladly take them because i will oh, try no. that I will try yeah. that that Chinese cucumber recipe, and then honestly, if I don't like them, I will throw the rest of them away. Like, it's fine. Um, they, they've yeah. since been taken. Um, oh, and uh, 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 the the woman who wrote Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat had yeah. a um, uh, a little mini series cooking show on Netflix. Called, I, say, uh, I, I actually thing. clicked that link that you that whoever shared that. I think it was you, Rambo. Um, I saw that there's a Netflix series, which I, that, okay. I'm, I'm yeah. I, I need to, I need to do better. Like I, I'm very proud of my life in a lot of ways. The one thing I've always missed out on is cooking. The one thing I did learn, I, I was thinking about this. There is one thing to get off Mike's original question, uh, for this section here. I, I did, I did have my mom teach me how to, she, she showed me how to do her halushki recipe. Cause I, I missed yeah. a lot and it wasn't that hard. It was actually yeah. something I could do. I was like, Oh <laughs> yes. Dude, you know, what's fucking <laughs> awesome. Um, uh, instead of like, uh, uh, when, do you make kielbasa? I do not uh, No, That's not usually something I'm, I'm choosing to make. So I'll eat it, but 
I would think so there too. It's so easy to get that you wouldn't want to even really make it yourself. Oh no no, I, I, sorry. I, to be clear, I'm not making fucking sausage at home. Um, you just meant like I, buying it and then cooking it. Yeah, I mean like, okay, do, you, right. do you like? Is I thought it something... you were like asking him to link his own sausage. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's yeah, yeah. I know you're like relatively new to cooking, but you have like a meat grinder and you understand like the proper so like spice and spice ratios, and you know you can get some cheap intestines from your butcher, right? Um, no. Um, uh, uh, what I mean is, is uh, you know, there's a couple ways you can you can heat up a kielbasa because you know when you buy it, it's it's cooked, it's ready to go. Um, you, you know, you can boil it, you can pan fry it. Um, but what I what I started doing was um, uh, like bisecting it, so basically cutting it along its length, uh, so cutting it in half and pan fry and, and like searing that one side, and it gets like so caramelized and crunchy and it's yeah. fucking amazing mm -hmm. um also yeah man don't feel like you have to make an entire meal get get like a, like a rotisserie chicken and some pre-made mashed potatoes and make a side like that's the thing you're going to experiment with is like i'm going to try this one thing and if it works great and if it doesn't work oh well there's still plenty of other food to eat and here's the um, other thing again the, the the crux of this episode there is no shame in quarantine yeah. Not feel bad. Like, <laughs> fuck it. Like, this is the time where it's like, I want to make my own cake. Well, I've never made a cake before. Well, let's fucking find out. Let's, like, it's <laughs> so what? It, so what? It sucks. You know, you're, you're eating cake batter with a spoon. Like after, I mean, it's the only way to find out whether or not you can do it is to try it. Like, to and... quote Jake the dog from Adventure Time. There you go. <laughs> Sucking at something is the first step toward being kind of good at something. You're yeah, going to fuck up. <laughs> like, like you know that as a truism you are going to fuck things up cool do it again <laughs> you're talking to the guy that regularly fucks up uh box pizza so i mean we, we had a long go, man. Go. <laughs> and, and like you know honestly one of the things that, like one of the recommendations that i see from a lot of cooks um is not just you know obviously like obviously like the higher end your equipment or not necessarily the higher end but the better your equipment is the better you'll be to some extent um is uh, 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 an internal thermometer for your oven because ovens are man-made and therefore fuck up. Um, so you'll set it at 400 and maybe it's too old and it doesn't quite heat the way it should. And so it's actually at like 375 or conversely, maybe it's overheating in places like, like it's not properly insulated. And so it's actually at like 425. Um, so as far as you're concerned, on your end, you're following the directions to the, to a T. You're doing all the things you're supposed to do, and you're still getting bad results. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is the tools. Um, good thing to think about. The, yeah, man. My oven's good. I have a, I actually have a new oven in my apartment, but nope. so that's not that's not too bad. But in, in other places, that 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 might have actually been something that I've had trouble with in the past. So let's do this. Last time we started with Russ, I want to start with MC now. Um, MC, tell me some of the wins that you've had, man. Like, as far as like food goes in in quarantine, is it is it safe to assume that Lido finally delivering is going to be on the list? <laughs> yeah, that yeah that was that was that's pretty much my answer. The, <laughs> I love that. Uh, like, <laughs> like that was such a, a happy memory. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean. They they don't deliver like the the Lido's and Uber Eats at least my the one near me definitely um, like they they were on Uber Eats delivery for like a day and then they kind of went away from that 
So now they're back to being pickup only, which kind of sucks. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that does kind of suck. Yeah, but like, what like what other things have you have you been like super happy with so far? Food wise, just oh, I was gonna say just food. <laughs> uh, you want to give us other stuff? That's fine, but you know. I mean, like, well, <laughs> I mean, I mean the the Lido's thing was was definitely one just because like going like what was it like three or four months without ha- having my favorite pizza place. And then finally like getting a bite into it. Like that, that is like the best shit ever. It's like, it was like rediscovering pizza for the first time. <laughs> um, actually last week I found like my, uh, the sushi place near me finally decided to get with the program also. So I had, su- I finally was able to order sushi for the first time in like six months also, which was all, which is pretty great. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, most my of my favorite. stuff has just been, just been, uh, just experimenting with stuff off my Pinterest board. Like, like I said, the Indian food was like a big thing. Uh, Lido's, I, I actually made, I actually did also experiment in making vegetarian ramen also. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I used the, I, I was going to say this earlier too. Like I use vegetable broth with my ramen and it is like completely changed the game as far as being able to season things to taste and, and just overall quality of the food itself yeah yeah, that was pretty awesome that's always a good yeah vegetable broth is always a good good choice when it comes to that because yeah instead of using the seasoning packets because the seasoning packets have so much sodium in them and like if you can control that like just you know so that you don't have like a heart attack when you're like 40 (laughs) that's always a good idea too but yeah like that's we might have to have like a a ramen a ramen off at some point that sounds (laughs) And I, and I don't mean I don't mean Natasha, yeah. Like <laughs> I'm glad that we were all thinking the same joke at the same time. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, like I want to like like see like who can come up with like the most creative or like you know like which one looks better, MCs or mics, that sort of thing. I think it be might might be kind of fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, Rambo. Yes. What have you been like the most happy with so far in quarantine? Like, what's been your win so far? Um. Knowing to some degree that uh, that the mistakes I've been making with cooking were not entire, were not unfixable. Um, I, one of the things that I picked up was a meat thermometer, and specifically uh, a, a probe thermometer that you leave in uh, while it cooks, um, and so that way you can actually cook to temperature and not to time. Um, because I can't tell you how many how many times I've had like you know, dry chicken or, or overcooked pork or whatever. Cause I'm not, you know, I don't want to die. Um, <laughs> and you know, not really knowing quite why. And now I can, like, you can literally, the one I have, it was like 15 bucks. You stick the probe into the, into the meat. Um, you, there's an alarm on it where you can set a temperature. So it hits when it hits a certain temperature, the alarm goes off. Um, and you're done. You pull it and you're, you're finished. You let, you let the meat rest and you're finished. Um, that has been um, really, really fulfilling knowing that like, and, and like, and like you were talking about uh, uh, with regard to creativity, being able to experiment with stuff and, and learning, you know, why certain things work in certain ways. Um, being more mindful of like, Oh yeah. Okay. I want to, I want to roast these vegetables well, then I need to be sure that they are as dry on the outside as possible before I add the oil to them because I don't want them to steam. I want them to I want to get that nice Maillard reaction and, and get them to caramelize. 
Um, so I, I want them to be as dry as possible so that they actually crisp up and cook. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, like, and that's actually a lesson I, had to, I taught Jack today, and he had never seen that before. We were made, we made pasta salad um, per dinner request. Um, my, uh, Sandy had to work today, so I, I uh, was working from home, but she really wanted to have pasta salad with dinner, so I made it. But I was showing him how to do it because um, that's the other thing, too. Is it's so much fun teaching somebody who's never done anything with cooking how to cook. And, like, I told him, I was like, all right, so we're going to go ahead and fill the, the pot with water so we can make the pasta. But I want you to add a little bit of olive oil to the water, too. And he's like, well, why are we going to do that? And I was like, so that when the pasta cooks, it doesn't stick. And he goes, oh, OK. And he poured water into the uh, or poured oil into the water. And he goes, whoa, dad, something really weird's happening. I was like, <laughs> what? He's like, there's like these bubbles of oil. And I was like, oil and water don't mix. I was like, you've never heard anybody say that before? He goes, no. I was like, yeah, they, they'll do that. They don't they don't react to each other. I was like, that's why ducks don't get wet when it rains. And he goes, they're covered in vegetable oil. I was like, no, but <laughs> I, I was like, basically, yes, but no. <laughs> that's that's amazing right there. That's kids are the greatest. These are the conversations we have. We were, we were Sandy and I were, t- we were driving and um, she was like, I wonder if Jackson knows the difference, like which way is east, which way is west. And I was like, I don't know what you ask him. She goes, hey, Jax, what, what direction are we going? And he goes, forward. <laughs> yeah. He's not yeah. wrong. I mean. <laughs> you were I not specific point. enough. Yeah. <laughs> Choose the cardinal direction that we are going. That way? <laughs> oh, That's man. great. Hey, yeah. man. Fuck it's been, good been kitchen. fun. And a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I, I, I made a loaf of bread. Uh, that was so dense it was gathering light. Um, <laughs> I made that fairly early on in quarantine Had its own with a bread machine, no less. Uh, and I have I have since not gone back to, to baking anything. Um, but uh, so yeah, I don't know if that was like if I if I accidentally got too much salt into the yeast or if the yeast was bad or what. But that shit was solid. Uh, it was, it did not bake up the way it was supposed to. Um, but the cooking in particular, like I making a mistake and knowing why it didn't work, that shit has been fulfilling. I know, like I, I, I was hesitating to say that like cooking, uh, uh, learning to cook meat more properly has been, has been one of the proudest achievements, but because, because of what happened tonight, um, but I know why the steak that I made got overcooked. I oh. know what I did. And you, that shit is fulfilling. Do you want to hear some shit yeah. that will blow your mind? Blow my fucking mind, Lunsford. Okay. So, again, going back to America's Test Kitchen, Cook's Country. Again, if you guys can watch it, it's, it's fucking great. It's on PBS. You can find it on YouTube. I found out that if you want to get, like, a steak or a hamburger to have a really good, crisp outer edge, baking soda. Because oh, baking yeah. soda changes the pH. And I'm like, I'm watching this shit and I was like blown away. It was like, it, it's, I don't, I can't even think of anything to describe. It's like finding out, it was like watching Empire Strikes Back for the first time and finding out that <laughs> Vader is Luke's father. I was like, the fuck, what? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you know what? Does, uh, does, does it, when you use the baking soda, how long do you have to let it sit before you can uh, sear it? Uh, I don't think very long. Like it's like in the prep process. So like if you're, um, if you're like, you know, salt and peppering, like your, your ground beef before you like 
folded all together to make uh, hamburgers. It's in that process right there. It's not like you have to like do it like hours in advance. It's it seems like it's in the prep process. So um, I know that one of the recommended methods for um, steak prep is uh, salt and pepper and let it sit as long as you can, ideally overnight in a, on a uh, on a, a rack in the fridge. Yeah. Um, because what the salt is going to do is it's going to like, I love this fucking word. It's going to desiccate the surface, um, <laughs> meaning it's going to draw as much of the moisture out of the the edge of the, the basically anywhere that the salt touches yeah. uh, out of the edge of the steak. Um, and again, like we were talking about with fried stuff, you, you know, water is your enemy. Uh, so you want to have it as dry as possible. So even when you're, you, when you pull it out of the fridge, you want to tap it, you know, pat it dry with a paper towel. Um, but yeah, it draws that moisture up and I bet the baking soda does the same thing. It has that same sort of absorbent properties that, and it, and it changes the pH too. So nice. like it, you're going from something that's acidic to basic. So that's yeah. Like right there in a nutshell. Let's, let's do this. Russ. Basic meats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> basic meats. That's, that's my new that's a band name. name. That's a band yeah, exactly. name. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add it to the list. Basics, basic meats. Yeah. Let's. By the way, just uh, you were talking about baking soda. Just to give you an idea of how little cooking I've done, the only thing I've ever used baking soda is to make a fridge smell better. So. <laughs> Fair. It's a pretty good thing to use it for, though, too. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know there's probably people out there listening that didn't know you can do that. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that win. <laughs> um. I want to go ahead and wrap up the first episode here uh, in just a second here, but I want to give Russ a chance to um, give us like what his, his like food win has been so far in quarantine. Like what's the thing that you're just like, Oh my God, this was so good. Um, so I, MC kind of took mine actually. There's actually a sushi restaurant not too far from my place, but when COVID happened, especially, you know, with a lot of the stuff with around China and such, a lot of the Asian restaurants, Asian themed restaurants on Pittsburgh just kind of completely closed off just cause I, I you know, Obvious reasons, uh, but when they reopened and getting to the, have their special specialty sushi rolls again was immaculate. <laughs> uh, I'm a he, I love sushi, and my other win was definitely like I said, they uh, actually successfully making holushki and it not being terrible. So I was I was pretty happy about that too. So <laughs> nice, fuck yeah, man, nice. Um, the one that I forgot too, I'm a huge Jamaican food fan. God, I love Jamaican food. I love Jamaican. Um. One of the girls that I work with at my office um, is from Jamaica, and she brought me like she got it from like a Jamaican grocery store, like the actual jerk seasoning. And mm-hmm. it, oh my god, it was so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And I made jerk chicken like at least like six or seven times while we were in quarantine, like so much so that I made my own like seasoning because it's you, you can't just use the seasoning by itself; it will like just punch you in the face with the flavor. So like I used that and I used rum and I used pineapple juice and I used a little honey and a little hot sauce and used that for my um, for my jerk chicken. But I also did sweet potatoes and um, peppers and onions and carrots and like just made like a whole thing. I don't even know what the hell you would call it, but it was, it was fucking awesome. And like that was I think that one trumps anything else that I've had so far. That was like the best thing. And now I'm out of jerk seasoning, you know, so. Jamaican jerk on ribs is probably the best thing ever. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm intrigued. Hmm. <laughs> you ever had you ever had Jamaican jerk on ribs before? I well, I'm gonna now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next time she gets you some of that stuff, you need to you need yeah. to do that. Highly recommend. So, the second part of 
tonight's podcasting and it'll be another episode and you guys can check it out uh thank you first off all you listeners out there for tuning in we hit a huge milestone we are at twenty-two thousand subscribers this month that is by far the largest number of people that's ever listened and subscribed and shared our podcast ever and it, it just blows my mind that people even want to hear the nonsense that comes out of our mouth so thank you guys so much for for helping spread the word about uh our our little independent gig that we got going on here um, but we got another episode coming up here. We're going to be talking about fictional food. What do I mean fictional food? Like things you've seen in cartoons and TV shows. Like the first one that comes to mind for me is like, I've always wanted to try one of those brontosaurus ribs that knocks over the Flintstones car. That thing looks amazing. <laughs> I want to try one of those. We're going to be talking about that in our second episode. But let me thank the guys who were responsible for putting this episode together. Um, Russ, thank you. Like last minute fill in, dude. Thank you so much for uh, for coming off the bench here and uh, performing admirably. We We appreciate it. Um, James Rambo, as always, a delight to have you on the show. Thanks, MC sir. Brooks as well. Um, I, I love having, I love that I get to just hang out with my friends and talk about dumb shit and people want to hear us talk about our dumb shit too. So always cool. Stay tuned guys. We've got another episode coming up for you. Um, in, well, if you got your device ready, all you got to do is just hit next. Cause it's the next episode. So keep washing your hands. Try to be nice to people. Wear those masks. And don't be a juice guy. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!